Welcome to the Midnight Release here on YouTube and on any podcast where you can get it on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We're here on a beautiful Sunday night after a great set of games on the CDL, the Call of Duty League, after week one. And we're going over uh, Squatch Awards, some of the uh, big topics, and then also giving our Squatch rankings at the end. So let's get straight into it. Okay, first topic, since I've been AFK for quite a while and I haven't been able to make videos throughout each day, which I might be doing in the future, um, got to go over the very first day on Friday. Wow, what an absolute failure of a first day. Um, it was kind of like a worst nightmare for anyone who works in the CDL, anyone who covers it. Um, it's the last thing we wanted, which was a bunch of bugs, a bunch of failures, um, we had two matches that were delayed at least an hour each of the four, uh, getting over around 9 p.m. It's just like any, every single possibility for esports that could go wrong went wrong that day. Um, and wow, I mean, we've now recovered from it. We've had two full days without any bugs, I, I believe. Um, I've only missed a couple games, so I'm pretty sure that we've had nothing wrong going forward from here, but. Um, wow, that, that, <clears throat> that first day was a grueler. I, I will say I stuck through it. I watched every nine hours. I had it fully up on my TV and I was waiting for, uh, things to go through. I did go on the flank and watch some of their, um, some of their talking as that wait was happening though, but I did stay on the main channel through the whole nine hours. And other than the delays, great first day and, and a great first week, um, looking at their top two, the top three teams, I never would have guessed coming in who are undefeated after this first week as every team plays twice throughout a weekend. Minnesota Rocker, Boston Breach, and London Royal Ravens rounding out the top. Um, all having a 6-2 and two map record. Really good. Never would have guessed going into it. And um, now that we've gone through three days, this kind of the failure of the first day has kind of gone past me. I've kind of forgotten about it, which is always good that, you know, it's kind of in the past and I've forgotten about it. So... But um, let's hope, I mean, last year, even in the champ, if I recall in champs, we even had a, a long hour long delay and that game was out for a full year. Um, it just sucks that a AAA organization a company can't put these these bugs to rest and just have a smooth sailing competitive. Um, but hopefully this year that can be different. So talking about bugs, let's get in the first topic which was the optic drama so for those who don't know cammy from the minnesota rocker had an sae in his back pocket i am still not sure if every single person has an sae or if he accidentally still had it equipped uh, from what i've heard i think every single person has to have it equipped even though they're banned and so what happened was cammy in the last 15 seconds pulled out a kill streak probably a cruise missile um, to bomb the A or B site in Ellis Hilo. And do, in doing so, he accidentally pressed the SAE because it didn't work the first time. So when he pressed the D-pad again, then the SAE went through. And in that moment, his tablet froze. This is the inevitable bug that I experienced on the beta. I haven't experienced it yet in the actual release of the game, luckily. But he experienced it in a competitive match. 
And I'm not sure if he experienced it because the bug just randomly happened or if it's because it's banned that the game wouldn't allow it to go through so he's just stuck on the tablet. Either one, doesn't matter. We st the problem is that the fact that he's even able to equip it when it's banned is just absolutely rid freaking ridiculous. But in so doing, he they after the match, Optic won, and they sent the review in to the CDL and the refs deemed it worthy to replay it. So... No matter what was said by either camp, it doesn't matter. At the end of the day, op, the CDL chose that because of those 15 seconds, the entire round, the, the fifth round of control, should be played through. Now, obviously, both teams are competitors. You can take any win you can. So even though I'm not sure how Minnesota feels, if they felt like that was actually the right call for them, um, but... Optic surely did not as you know as me putting myself in those shoes I would not feel that I would feel the same exact way as Optic um, and through it they decided to forfeit which looking at Twitter and looking at the past this was Scump's first time forfeiting it's unprecedented it's something that's never really happened and it seems like it's all through their pride that they chose to forfeit so because of that I am not huge on their decision to forfeit um, I saw Nate Shot, the owner of the LA Thieves, talking about it, saying, you know, or maybe it was Octane, uh, someone from the Thieves camp, I believe, was talking about it, saying that uh, it doesn't matter um, what the reasoning was. If I was playing, there's no way I would forfeit. Um, but if they're doing it for a larger cause, then perhaps I would do it. But if, if it's just because of pride... You know, I think that was the wrong mistake. I, w I never would have done that playing myself. And actually, I think that's formal saying this, I believe. But So now i got three different people in my head, but who cares? But anyway, someone said it from the, from the Call of Duty League. And, and now we see in the second day, now we see that Optic actually refused to do interview post-game interviews after their win over the Florida Mutineers. So that is very different. So it looks like Optic is sending a message like... You guys suck at your jobs. That's kind of what I'm going to say. You guys suck at your jobs. And because of it, we are not going to play by your rules. We're going to get in, play our matches, get out. Um, dare us. We're the largest esports organization in your league. Without us, you're going to lose a bunch of viewers. Uh, we're going to do what we want. Screw you guys. They're basically giving the middle finger. It seems like you know we're going to forfeit our match. We're going to not do our interview with you. And through that, I think shows a lot of the future of the CDL. I think if the CDL is not able to handle the situation and start fixing things, making the game playable, so they can actually practice preseason, and all these little bugs we've had, um, I think we're going to see... I'm not necessarily calling a fallout here, but there's been some rumblings of Optic leaving, perhaps, um, in the future. Not this year, obviously, but... Um, things just need to be smoothed out. It seems like there's just no effort being given to the CDL and competitive Call of Duty, which, with the largest fan base in um, shooters in the FPS genre, um, they have all these people playing Call of Duty, but yet such a small portion is actually paying attention to the competitive side. And if someone like me is able to switch, I think anyone's able to switch, and it's such a failure that they're not able to get these switches in uh, for people to make the switch over to the competitive side. And if they just gave some effort to the competitive community, I believe this could be the most thriving competitive FPS or just eSport 
in general. Um, I mean, that is lofty to say, considering Dota and League of Legends. But with the player base that Call of Duty has, if those, if we can get a large proportion to start caring about competitive and have that be a side game with them with multiplayer and Warzone, it's just a great thriving community. And it just sucks that they're not doing the effort in. Um, and that when we're seeing that from from Optic, is they're just they're over it. And I'm curious. I'm this is the one of the one of the biggest storylines outside of players and teams is how far is Optic willing to go with this. So next week, let's see if they do some interviews. Let's see if they're willing to backpedal on what they've been doing. But yeah, the Optic drama is going to be real this year, especially with it being Scump's last dance, his last year playing. So uh, off that. Let's get straight into the Squatch Awards, which will be my weekly awards um, or uh, majorly awards. I just wanted to do some now coming off major one, week one in the qualifiers and kind of go over some teams here. Um, so first off, cue the music. Okay, first off, we got the most surprising team of week one. And I'm going to give this award to the London Royal Ravens. Uh, I have been extremely impressed with them. Uh, as as I said earlier, right, Ravens, Boston Breach, and Minnesota Rocker all have 20 points each, all with a 6-2 and two map record. Um, I personally believe Minnesota would have gotten their butts kicked by Optic, which would have, which would bring them down. So really it's Boston and London that should both be, so it should be Boston, London, and Optic as a 2-0s. and O's. Uh, I think Minnesota should be a, like, you know, a 4-4 four, four team, perhaps. If the math, yeah, a four and four team um, down in like the fourth place team, fourth or fifth place in the league. But since we had that forfeit, which sucks for everyone involved, uh, it really is Boston and London. And London just was such an underrated team coming into the season, being one of the lowest ranked in almost every tier list from the preseason. We were having them at F tier, not just because of the roster, but because of their performance in scrims. So um, because of the massive jump in talent. I'm going to give this to the London Royal Ravens. I've been very impressed with their matches thus far. Uh, they've done so well. I would say I am more impressed with Boston but because of the huge jump up in talent in in what we were expecting. Because we were expecting Boston to be around a middle range team. They've come out and really done well. But London, just because of that huge jump, I'm going to be giving them the most surprising team, London Royal Ravens. Next up, most disappointing team. I'm going to give this one to the Seattle Surge. So, um, as some people could say Vegas, as they were a higher-ranked um, scrim team, but just based off the last three years in the CDL and how Legion has just been the butthole of the CDL, uh, I expected Surge to come in here with flying colors this season. Uh, an accuracy-led team, um, the Iceman with his consistent ability to be a good leader and do the fundamentals correctly i expected them to come in hot just as they did last season in the kickoff classic they were able to, to get to second place in that destroying everyone in their path except ultra in the end but they just looked so on point and then coming off the boston breach game that that first day on friday i was most impressed with la thieves but even though the surge lost i was still second most impressed with the surge who beat, um, who lost to LAG. Uh, Boston was also up there, probably tied for second most impressive, but I was impressed with the surge in their hard points. When you're able to dominate hard points that well, I, it's very impressive. And then going into game two, 
uh, on Saturday, they played, uh, who'd they play? They played Boston Breach, yeah, sorry. So they played Boston Breach on Saturday, and they kind of got their butts kicked. This team has the slain power. They have the all-stars and stars to really be a top four team in my mind, top three um, team in the league. But just right now, they are making some crucial mistakes. They are not playing well. Uh, I am not in love with the, I'm not gonna say necessarily the coaching staff, but just the decisions the team has been, ma been making on, on the actual game day in the match. I'm not loving it. Uh, we see a lot of stupid mistakes, like in a hotel search and destroy. We saw players not checking a wide, a deep in corner, going into kitchen, and it's and the same three players die going in, not checking corner. Just really simple mistakes that, if fixed, uh, could be better. And I do expect them to get a lot better throughout the season. But as of right now, they have just been a very big disappointment. Um, a lot of the other teams in the lower tiered. Uh, are kind of more expected, but I, I expected the surge to come out hot and they just have not been the case Next up we got the best team award So coming into the season I was I'm not a huge Standings guy. I don't really care about the standings. I care about who you are as a team and what you've done and A lot of people almost everyone gave the LA Thieves the number one spot just because of champs and I'm not gonna play by that I care about what potential I see in you and I'm going to give the best... So, coming into the season, I, I was going to give FaZe the best team. With the Thieves as a number two. And then after the first day, that reaffirmed me. Uh, no, sorry, did not reaffirm me. The FaZe sucked against Breach, other than the first hard point. And the Thieves did so well. And I immediately switched my mindset. I said, okay, I'm going to give Thieves number one spot. They just look better. I know we can't play too much favorites just off a couple off one match, so I was gonna wait until the end of the weekend to make this final decision. Uh, but now that we've had FaZe beating Thieves this today, I'm gonna be giving the best team to the Atlanta FaZe. Um, I really liked the way they played. That it just felt like two titans clashing, and since FaZe were able to pull out the victory, uh, gotta go FaZe number one, and Thieves will be number two. Uh, next up, the last award I want to give out is future MVP so I have three people in mind after watching what I've watched number one awakening um, he is really fitting in here well with the Boston breach uh, he was always a great slayer on the Florida mirror years it just felt like the team wasn't able to pull together uh, if breach can continue on this pace and awakening can continue to be just super dominant uh, he's, he's on the future MVP watch list next up I got Sib he had, he, he had one of the greatest matches I've ever seen on Friday. Pulling off almost a 2.0 KD for a full match of four games or five games. I think, yeah, five games. Full five games, almost pulling off a 2.0 KD. His team really let him down there. Um, and then last up on the MVP watch, we're going we're going to the last dance. Scumpy, Scumper Jumper. Um, this game really is playing to his strengths. You know, he's always been great in the older style Call of Duty is obviously coming up way back in the day. And <clears throat> with this game playing the way it does, I just think Scump is going to have a great year. He's already pulled off great stats. I'm not going to go into too many stats today uh, as I'll make a future video going more in depth on these games and these teams. But as of now, Scump, very impressed with his performance. And then um, just his accuracy 
in as it with the M4 and the way he plays, it, this game just fits him well. And you kind of see that along the board. Uh, Sib is extremely accurate, just a raw talent, and this game really uh, bodes well for people who are just raw talents in terms of their gun skill, <clears throat> which is kind of why I've been surprised Dashie's been a little slower. Um, but uh, yeah, so Sib, Scump, and Awakening, those are my three future MVP watch lists going on here. So, to round up this video and end it off, let's give the Squatch rankings. I uh, will put up here. As you can see, we have my rank on the left, and then the actual rank in terms of the standings in the team. So, I got number one, Phase. Uh, number two, the Thieves, as I've already gone over these two. Number three, I'm going to give to Optic. So Optic is actually number four, but I believe they would be a top uh, team as of now if they didn't forfeit to the Minnesota Rocker, and they looked extremely dominant in their four Mirrors match, and I think they would have looked uh, dominant in a three-one fashion to the Minnesota Rocker if they were able to finish that match off. Surge, again one of the most disappointing teams, but I think they still have the superpower to be above these other teams going forward, which are Vegas. Mutineers, and then the NYSL. So NYSL has been very disappointing as well. They easily could be uh, most disappointing teams at 1-6 <clears throat> map count. And I, with the players on this team, in terms of Kismet, Priesta, Priesta has been kind of slow moving in this in this game so far, which has been sad. He's a superstar. Obviously, Hydra is a superstar. And then um, Kismet played like a superstar last year. Wonder if that will continue, and they just have the pl the players to really to really do some damage. And the fact that they're number twelve right now, e even in my rankings and as well as the CDL rankings, is very surprising. But um, yeah, that's about it. So Phase, Thieves, Optic, Breach are your top four teams. Thanks for watching, and please feel free to like and subscribe and watch some other videos for midnight release.